Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Today, I want to talk about the strength of God. I have always been enamored when I begin to ponder on God's strength. In other words, his power. Now, you know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means whenever God apply his strength upon us, we can do anything. But there's a catch to it. He only gives his strength to those who are weak. I want to talk about it in this episode. I want to entitle it Perfect Weakness. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of To the podcast, from the pulpit, to the podcast, to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty, pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is your host, Jesse E. Canty. This is episode 129, and the title is Perfect Weakness. I'm excited about this. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Give us clear application of your word. Give us clear understanding of your uh, uh, your desire and your expression that you're bringing through your word, Father, for us. Now, Lord God, let it build us up in a mighty way. We'll give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to talk today. I want to welcome you to this episode again. I want to talk today concerning the subject perfect weakness. I love how that sounds because there is something in the scripture that alludes to this. And not only that, but when you begin to think about the subject here, you begin to see the pattern of God. And that's what I've always loved about God. I'm not trying to throw no shade when I say this. I have not ever, I've never been one of the ones that would just come to church or come to God <clears throat> just full of my excitement and just only uh, worried about uh, me giving him praise or him blessing me, etc. I love those things. I know how to be excited and be happy when God blesses me as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, above that, but I've always been intrigued. Um, and wanted to understand the parts of God or been inquisitive about uh, who he is and how he moves. Even though I can't understand how he think, he thinks I've always wanted to uh, figure out or ponder why God does what he does. And one of the areas that I've always thought about God in this manner is why do you got to go through something to get something? I've heard that as a kid. One of the first statements that my pastor, Pastor Fowler, I heard us say is that uh, the, uh, the salvation is free, but the anointing is going to cost you something. 
I was a little kid playing on the back seat of the church and I heard her say something like that. And I stopped and I looked up there and, and she started talking about how you got to go through something. And you, you, when you, when you, you got to face adversities, you got to go through uh, all types of tests and trials and tribulations to receive the anointing of God. I was intrigued right then. What is the anointing of God? One of the one of the definitions of the anointing of God is when God apply his spirit upon you, a.k.a. when God apply his strength upon you. And that began to cause my young mind to ponder. Do you know how powerful it is when you take an all knowing, all powerful God and he apply or place some of his spirit slash strength upon you, a human vessel that made that is made from the clay of the earth? Do you understand how why the scripture says we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of God or the power be of God and not of us? When God, when you can take something valuable and put it in something that's lesser, who gets the glory? Not only who gets the glory, which is him, but what is capable? My God, listen to this. Do you understand? This is a kid. This is a kid. I had this in my mind. Didn't even really know who God was, but I heard my pastor say something that caused my mind to be intrigued. And I start to think, do you understand how when God, a mighty God, places just a smidget of his power, his strength, Upon a clay, a vessel that's made from the dust of the earth. What is the potential? It's almost like some weak, let's use Popeye. Here you have a weak person, but when he came across his spinach, his spinach was his strength. Now, if you don't know who Popeye is, I don't have, I can't do nothing for you. <laughs> but when you, when he placed the, the spinach, Within him, for a brief moment, Papa became unstoppable. Papa became so energized, so uh, 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 strengthened, man, to where I don't care if it was Brutus, I don't care what enemy, I don't care what was coming against him. He could be out there, and I remember one episode, he could be out there in the ocean with no boat. But if he had a can of spinach, he can turn into his own boat and use his feet as propellers and get to land. When you have the strength of God, you can do anything. Anything. When you have the strength of God, oh my God, when you have the strength of God upon you, you can go through anything. When you have the strength of God, you can endure anything for the people who feel like giving up, for the people who feel like God have left you, for the people who's weeping and crying and, and wimping out. You need to ask God for his strength. He would, he glories in giving us a smidget. Cause imagine if we had a whole bunch, just a smidget, just enough sufficient into the day is the evil thereof. Not only that, but my grace is sufficient. I'll give you just enough. Sufficient means just enough. Basically, I'll give you just enough of my strength to endure what you're going through. 
So when you feel when you feel that you can't do it or you can't endure it or you're not strong enough, that's when you we, we need to draw to God for him to give us a strength transfer. I need God to give me what I don't have, but he has plenty of. Give me your strength. Now, the things that get a little bit more crazier is when I begin to have that understanding and search the scriptures. I don't have time to give you all of the scriptures, but when I look from Genesis to Revelation, when I look throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, there are many examples where God have endued his uh, his vessels with his strength. You, If you need to be encouraged and you want God's strength and you want to know what you can do with his power, oh my God, there's one man in the Bible by the name of Elijah, when the spirit of God, when the anointing of God slash, when the strength of God slash, when the power of God came upon him, he girded up his loin, loins and, and I mean, he's basically uh, uh, tucked in his clothes and got up upon his legs and got the strength in his legs to outrun chariots. When the strength of God came upon Samson, he was able to rip off gates. He was able to fight against hundreds by himself. He was able to withstand any attack from the enemy that came to the, to destroy him. Samson was able to fight back hundreds of men with the jawbone of a ass because he had the spirit of God slash the strength of God upon his body, upon his spirit. Or upon him. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Somebody need to say right there, Lord, strengthen me. You didn't say it. Say it again. Lord, strengthen me. Some of the things you've been asking God to give you an answer. When I'm going to come out of this, Lord, what are you doing, God? You don't really need to say that all the time. Sometimes you just need to say, I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't know why I'm facing this. And I really don't know what God doing. But I can tell you this. God, if you give me your strength, I know I can endure this thing. If you give me your strength, not only I can endure it, but I can leap over mountains. I can run through troops. I can leap over walls. I can fight back multitudes. I can be the modern day Samson. I can be the modern day Elijah. And I can give you many more illustrations how God receives glory whenever he puts his strength in a weakened vessel. Now I just said something right there. Let's go a little deeper. The problem is when I look from Genesis to Revelation and begin to ponder on God transferring his strength upon us, there's only one thing that intrigues me the most. He never gave his strength to anything that was not weak. Why did I drop the bomb right there? Because we cannot stand to experience experience moments of weakness. 
That means this. <clears throat> Before you serve in the United States Army, I know I served in it, or to serve in any military here in the United States, you have to go into a little room. You have to lift up your right hand and you have to take a pledge and you have to basically give up your rights to be yourself. And now you are a G.I. Joe. You are a government issued uh, individual who the government tells you what to do. You have to come under the subjection. You have to come under the power. You have to come under the authority of the government in order to serve or uh, be a soldier in the United States um, Army, Air Force, Marines, or whatever, Navy, whichever one it is. Likewise, if you're going to be endued with God's strength, you must experience moments of weaknesses. Weakness is the thing that qualifies you to be able to obtain the strength of God. And the problem is this too. We don't like weakness. Let's break this thing down a little bit more. We don't like feeling inadequate. We don't like coming to a place where we feel like we're insufficient. I can't do this. I'm going to make it out of it. Who's going to help me? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. I want you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. What if the what if what if the what if I die of sickness? What if I'm left alone? We hate to experience moments of weakness. I am talking to some people right now that your whole prayer today has been to God to help you in your area of weakness. And the Lord have given me an answer to convey back to you. It's your weakness that is not a place that the enemy has a plan to keep you at. But your weakness is a place where your God has a plan to rescue you at. When you are at your moment of weakness, Man, these words are coming out of my mouth, but I feel that I'm prophesying to somebody. I'm not just saying these things on a podcast. So let me say this clearly. When you are at your place of weakness, let me tell you something. You are getting ready to experience a manifestation of the power of God, of the strength of God, of the miracle of God, like you've never seen before. But you got to come to a depleted place. 
God will specifically wait till your strength is gone. God will in, uh, intentionally wait till you get to a place where all the hope in yourself has dwindled down. My mama used to tell me, Jesse, you got to tell God, if you don't do this, it can't be done. If you don't help me, I can't do it. When you get to a place where your faith in you alone is gone or at its lowest moments, or you feel like you about to give up and you can't make it another day, that's when you look up to the hills which cometh your help. I don't know who I'm talking to. Your help is coming from the Lord. I saw my cousin put on Facebook the other day, help is on the way. So I'm going to say it to somebody on here too. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what you've been facing. But as my as my cousin said, I'm going to say it to you, help is on the way. If you are at your, if you are at your place of weakness. Now let's listen to what 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says. First of all, let me give you something here. What time it is? Yeah, yeah, I got time to say this. Isaiah 46 and 4 says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and array you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Do you understand that God will give you sustaining grace? I love the word sustain. It literally means to give support, to give relief or to nourish you or keep you up, give you just enough to keep you from going down. Whenever God give you his sustaining grace or his sustaining power, that means the situation or the circumstance may not change, but he will cause you to have his strength to endure it while you go through it. Some people are waiting on a change to come and you may not get a change, but you may get his sustaining grace. In other words, he'll give you that strength to go through it even if it don't change. And I know that didn't make you dance, but it should have made you dance because if you go through it and he gave you sustaining power, then you can look at the enemy and says, I, I endured your best punch and it still didn't knock me down because God have empowered you with his sustaining grace. So there's some things God will pull you out of the fire. There's sometimes God will keep you from the whole thing. But there's some time when the enemy think he can hang you, hang you, hang, H-A-N-G. He think he can hang you and still after he pulled his best trick, after he pulled his best move, you still kicking, you're still moving, you're still trusting, you're still believing. And then he wonder and say, what in the world I don't have came up against? Then he will see the strength of God that will be manifested through you because because he have given you the sustaining grace. In other words, he's trying to kill you, but he can't do it. And he's wondering why you're still trusting in God. And he's wondering why you're still believing in God. He's wondering why you even got out to bed this morning and believing that a miracle is on your way today. Because God have given you his sustaining grace. Now let's go a little deeper. Second Corinthians chapter 12, nine. I'm just reading verse nine because I, in the previous verses above this, I'm getting ready to do a whole uh, entire podcast on some things that Paul said just above this verse. But let's just focus on verse nine right now. And it says this in a couple different versions. Uh, let me read it to you first in the King James version. 
Uh, it says this. He says, and he said to unto me, my grace. That's all I want to focus on here. My grace is sufficient for thee. For This is powerful right here. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Man, this scripture right here, y'all, have always blew my blown my mind away figuratively. For God to say his strength is made perfect in our weakness. I began to ponder that for years and realized that, wait a minute, God will intentionally bring you to a weak place. Let's hear this thing in the version of Message Bible. Listen to what the Message Bible says. It says, and then he told me, this is good, my grace is enough and it's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Paul says, once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and I began to appreciate. I began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. <laughs> Man, I'm getting excited. Listen, you can come to a place and quit cursing your weakness. Quit cursing the place that you're at because you feel like giving up. Because, man, I just don't know if I can make it another day. You are at the perfect place for Christ's strength to move in. It's like an auntie that's coming from out of town that she didn't even, you didn't even invite her. You didn't even invite her. She showed up at the door. You heard the doorbell. You opened the door. She came in with an ugly hat and a jacket and her bags and everything. So I'm staying with you for six months. And you looking at her saying, what in the world? She just moved in on you. But all of a sudden, she's cooking your breakfast. She's cooking your lunch. She's taking care of your dinner. And you start realizing, man, I can get used to this. God wants to invade you with his strength. God wants to invade your weakness with his power. It says that Christ's strength will move in on your weakness. Christ's strength will come in when you come to a place of weakness. He said your strength will come into his own. His God's strength will come into his own, but it's got to come into his own through your own weakness. If you had to get this understanding another way, God is not looking for people who are figuratively full glasses. God is looking for people who are empty glasses. Let me say it another way. God is looking for some people who are who are thirsty for him. God is looking for some people who need his spirit. God is looking for some people who need his power. God is looking for some people who need to be strengthened to endure what you're going through. And if you don't get God's strength, you ain't going to make it. And if you don't get God's strength, you're about to lose your mind. It is at that place in your life when you are at your weakest moment 
That's when God will bring his bag, his baggage in and he will unpack his uh, wheel. He will unpack his spirit. He'll, he'll begin to expand his anointing in you. And now you go from being a normal person, Samson, to a now a person who's able to rip off gates. The enemy come at you with everything he has and you're still standing. The enemy may drop his bomb. And you still come walking through the smoke, blowing it out your mouth, saying, is that all you got? I want to talk to some people who've been through hell in high water. But you know that you know that you know that you didn't make it on your own if it had not been for the grace of God, if it had not been for the power of God, if it had not been for the strength of God, if it had not been for the purpose that's on my life, if it had not been for the destiny that he called me to be, if it had not been for his plan that's upon me, I wouldn't have be. I wouldn't be here today on this podcast. I wouldn't be here talking to you now. It's nothing but God's strength that moved in on my weakness. Let me give it to you another version here. This one version here, I think is a passion translation. It says, but he answered me. My grace is always more than enough for you. Ah, that's a whole podcast by itself. And he says, my power, listen to this, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weakness. Or in the other version, Paul said, I'm going to quit focusing on the handicap and begin to appreciate the gift. We need to quit worrying about how we feel. And when God's strength move in, we need to begin to start glory in how and who he is. I'm going to say that again. We need to quit focusing on how we feel. And when God's strength begin to move in, begin to focus on who he is. He said, so I will celebrate my weakness for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. If I want to experience more of God, if you want to experience more of God, then you got to come to a weak place. You can't get more of God's strength. You can't get more of God's power. You can't get more of God anointing slash spirit and you not come to a weak place. God is trying to break you down to build you back up. Listen to this. Wherever Bill, uh, 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 not Bill, what is his name? How much is uh, uh, Billy Graham? Billy Graham said something like this. Uh, Billy Graham said uh, the will of God will never take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. God will always, wherever his plan take you, his grace is guaranteed to sustain you. His sustaining power comes with his strength. He will move in on your weakness and begin to give you a mindset and giving you a thought and giving you a revelation and giving you an understanding that will wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God will make you feel like a superhero. God will make you feel like somebody now who got special powers. And they don't have no clue of the treasure that's inside of you. But when you stand on his faith, when you stand on his authority, when you stand on his strength, not your own. He would literally wait till your glass is empty. He would literally bring, literally bring you to a thirsty place. And then he'll 
fill you with him. And when he fill you with him and whatever you do with that power, you will know that it's nothing but God. Therefore, he gets glory in your weakness. His strength is on display. His strength is visible. His strength is manifested in you when you are previously at your weakest place. So why am I going through? I don't understand why he brought me. Let me tell you, if you have heard this podcast and still asking this question and you still don't understand why you're at the place you're at now, then you missed it and waste about 30 minutes. God has brought you to the place of breaking you down so he can build you up. And when he builds you up, people will not give you the glory. In fact, they're going to come to you and ask you, how did you do it? And you should open up your mouth and say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, whatever I went through, it would have swallowed me up. Sustaining grace promises not the absence of struggle, but the presence of God. Max Lucado. Trust where God has you right now and be faithful wherever that is. Look for opportunities to grow and be used every day because he has you there for a reason. Quit cursing your place of weakness. I'm going to share it again. Quit cursing your place of weakness. The Apostle Paul in both those versions, he says, you know what? I quit focusing on weakness and I start to thank God for it because it was an opportunity for me to experience and for my enemies to experience God's strength working through me. So do not fear. Listen to this here. Isaiah said this. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That's script. That's the word of God. Isaiah 60, 41 and 10. God will carry you through every storm and give you the strength to make it. One more. First Peter 5 and 10 basically says after you have suffered a little while, God will restore you in another version. He will confirm you. He will strengthen you and he will establish you. I lied. Let me give you one more verse. And he, the, let me give you one scripture. He says, be patient. God is using today's difficulties to strengthen you for tomorrow. He is equipping you. The God who makes things grow is also going to make you bear the fruit of what you are going through now. If you want to experience the strength of God, if you know you need the power of God to make it right now, then he's going to you're going to have to come to a weak place and you're going to see why God calls you this place that you at that you've been cursing. He really is saying that you are at the place of perfect weakness. You are at the place where you are depleted, but I am sufficient and the Lord God will empower you to endure what you're facing. And when you come out of this thing, and not only when you come out of it, but while you're going through it, open up your mouth and give him glory. And I don't just mean shouting to the air. I mean, every person who's seen you go through, but yet come out, tell them how you did it. Don't hide your weakness. Let them know the low place you came to because they ain't going to understand the high place God brought you to.
Y'all have a good one. No, I love you. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.